The abuse continued for 10 years, and when I was a freshman in high school, I was getting ready for a basketball game, and my mother was there, and I said, I need to tell you what's been going on. That's when I said my stepfather had been abusing me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about sexual abuse and how damaging it can be to young girls. I know this is a tough subject to talk about, and not everybody wants to talk about this. But according to statistics, one in five girls are a victim of child sex abuse. It is a horrible thing, and is something that is clearly not the will of God. But can faith help someone overcome some of the damages that are caused to the victim? Well, today we will have Tammy Kennington, who went through sexual abuse as a young girl and discovered a lot of problems and issues it caused her mind as she grew up. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, Tammy, it is an honor having you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing this hard truth of what happened in your life. And I hope that we can learn a lot from hearing your testimony. I understand while you were still a baby, your mother remarried your stepfather, who was a very abusive man to her, you, and your brother. Tell us about that. Well, my stepfather was very jealous of my father, and I was actually four, but my brother was still a baby when they divorced Mm -hmm. and then remarried within about six months of the divorce. Mm -hmm. My stepfather quickly assumed control of that relationship with my mom. He refused to let her have very much freedom and just was very controlling of her choices and did not want us to see our dad. So when my brother and I would have the opportunity to see my father, then most often my mother would be beaten and there was a lot of violence associated with any of those visits. So over time, my stepfather and mother decided that they were going to have us adopted, and my dad signed those adoption papers. So that was really, really hard. By the time I was in first grade, I had a new last name, and I didn't belong to my dad anymore. Really from that point on, the child abuse and the domestic violence really ratcheted up. And it was a really terrifying place to live. It was a very lonely place for a little girl. Mm-hmm. And then my mother became pregnant, and the abuse continued. My stepfather drank a lot. He was a trucker, and he would talk about using uppers and things like that on the road. He ended up beating my mother when she was about six months pregnant, and she gave premature birth. And the baby died. He was born with cystic fibrosis, but he died really as a result of that premature birth. So as a little child, seeing all of these things, it was just so fear-inducing and overwhelmingly frightening. And I would try to protect my little brother. I would bring him into my bedroom, and I'd read to him, and I'd sneak down the stairs and try to watch to be sure my mom didn't die Uh because I was sure that my stepfather would beat her to death. Oh my gosh, that is horrible to hear the environment you grew up in. But I understand there was sexual abuse as well as the physical violence. 
When did the sexual abuse start? It started before they were married, and it was a really slow kind of process, and I was afraid to say anything because I was sure he would kill me and my brother and my mom. Mm. The abuse continued for 10 years, and when I was a freshman in high school, I was getting ready for a basketball game, and the school bus would come pick me up, and my stepfather really had escalated his behaviors. And there was just something in me that clicked, and I thought, he's getting worse, and I've got to do something. I walked on the bus, and I was just really kind of in a fog. And when I arrived to the basketball game, my mother was there, and I said, I need to tell you what's been going on. That's when I said my stepfather had been abusing me. Oh, my gosh. That right there must have been the hardest conversation you had with your mom. As abusers tend to make it very hard for their victims to tell on them and to think some don't believe their victims. But I understand your mom believed you. Is that correct? She did. And that really is an incredible blessing to me. She took it upon herself to call him. She told him he needed to leave that evening. It was a much longer process for him to eventually no longer be a part of our lives. But on that evening, she did take action. So that's something I really appreciate about her. That is great. She took this thing under control and protected you. So after you told your mom, I understand some chaos happened where you were living in the same home with your abuser who knew you had told on him. That must have been so scary. It was really terrifying. In fact, he had gone to court And they told my mother he was suicidal and that he was required to stay at home with us. He was given probation for several years because he was willing to do some rehabilitative counseling and so forth. So he moved home and I would lock my door at night, but it was a thin door. It wouldn't have taken much for him to get through. So I had a lot of sleepless nights, just as I had done all those years beforehand And at one point, it was a Monday morning, school was supposed to start within about 20 minutes, and he had my mom by the throat on the floor. And my brother and I, who were 15 and 17 at the time, ended up yelling at him, and my brother threw him off. My stepfather is a very big man, but we felt empowered, and that was really what changed our household. He didn't return to our household after that point. Wow, that was a moment of really standing up to the family abuser. Amazing. But I understand your past crept into your future life in your 30s where you got PTSD right when your life was finally much better than the past. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's true. I had married my high school sweetheart. We met at our church youth group. We dated for many years and had two little boys. And all of a sudden, I started thinking I was going crazy. Mm -hmm. I was anxious all the time. I couldn't sleep. I struggled with depression. I felt like I was putting my husband in the same box that my stepfather had been in and thinking horrible things about him that I knew weren't true. Mm -hmm. And my stepfather haunted my dreams. He was in my nightmares. I just couldn't lose him. Mm. Oh, gosh, that is horrible. What do you think were some of the biggest fears and struggles that crept up in your marriage? Well, I think one of my biggest fears was abandonment. And I was desperate for my husband to love me no matter what. And if he was ever upset with me at all, it would destroy me. I would actually want to die after we would even argue because I thought I wasn't worth loving. 
there would be times when I would be driving along and I'd think, you know, if I drive a little faster and hit that light pole, that might do it. And there were a few times I took several pills and miraculously I woke up. (laughs) There were a lot of times in my life that it constantly circled in my mind. It was like the clothes in a dryer was constantly in the back of my mind. And then I'd feel terribly guilty because I had this beautiful family and a loving husband. And I thought, what kind of person am I now that I have these gifts in my life to think like this and to wish this? So I understand something happened to turn all of this around. I understand you got freedom from all the past trauma. How did that happen? Well, it was at my husband's prompting. I had finally decided to go to a therapist, and I had gone to counselors over a period of years. I had been in and out for treatment for anxiety, but had never been diagnosed as PTSD. And when it was finally diagnosed, I went to a woman who did EMDR, which is a really effective way to help people deal with PTSD, whether it's from child abuse or any other kind of trauma, combat, whatever it might be. So that was really helpful. And then I also had a counselor who walked through life with me for several years, and she was a prayer warrior. And I really struggled with my faith and wondered all the big questions that people do. You know, how could a good God allow this to happen? And why didn't he stop it? And all of those big questions that we struggle with. But we prayed through a lot of what I felt like were strongholds in my life and keeping me bound to the past, feeling like I was unlovable or that there would be nobody who would accept me for who I was because of all the shame I carried in my heart. And so it's like God, for me, revealed just these parts of my story that I could deal with at the time. I was just hungering for Him, and I needed a Father's love. And it was as though He just opened His arms to me and opened my eyes to see my need for Him. But it was a slow process because I wasn't able to take all of it and process it well and manage it all well. So I almost look at it as if it was a gift in that slow journey. Wow. That is amazing how faith was reintroduced into your life. And I understand now you have an amazing relationship with God who has brought this amazing healing in your life. Truly, God does miracles today, and I believe He's going to do it for someone right now. Thanks so much for sharing your testimony, Tammy. Thanks for having me. Hold on. It isn't over yet. I have some thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? 
I think it is amazing that Tammy could even find faith in God after having such trauma happen in her young life. Because oftentimes, these things scar a person for life. There's usually no cure. Trauma victims live caged lives, trying not to bring up the pain or the PTSD by triggering memories from their past. But it is written in Psalms 107, 13-16. Listen to this. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. And He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He has broken the gates of bronze, and cut the bars of iron in two. Jesus truly has the power to save anyone who has been through this type of distress and trauma. He can break the chains of fear of the past and bring you into a new future. It is written, He can cut the bars of iron in two, and the bars of iron are invisible bars that trigger the painful memories of the past. Jesus, I'm praying for the person who has trauma in their life, and that, Lord God, you would touch them right now, Jesus. Bring that healing that we so much need, and we need these chains to be broken and the bars to be broken, Lord God, so that freedom can come in. We ask for that right now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.